Welcome to Talktail Party, the newest Bachelor Nation podcast. My name is Amy. And I'm Natalia. And thanks so much for joining us on this new episode of Talktail Party. Though it's only our third episode, we already have, um, well, to us, a big announcement. Um, prior to this episode, Natalia was just going to be an occasional special guest on the podcast. But we had so much fun recording <laughs> those first two episodes that we decided hey screw it we can do whatever we want and so (laughs) we're officially making natalia my co-host so welcome to talktail party officially natalia well thank you it's so great to be here to stay (laughs) well i'm yeah i'm so glad that we get to continue this journey together and I sound like I'm on The Bachelor as I say that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you keep me on. I hope I continue to get a rose each week and I can be your exactly. co-host for life. Exactly. She's accepted my rose as my co-host. Exactly. <laughs> so though Natalia is my co-host, we're actually not even in the same state recording this podcast right now. So no. luckily with the wonder of the internet and technology... We're doing some long-distance co-hosting podcasting, so... We're that committed. Quite a a mouthful. Maybe committed is a good word. I I think the word obsessed comes to mind for me. So, episode three. What? Oh my gosh, where do you even begin? Exactly. It was a crazy episode. (sighs) But it was awesome. I mean, I feel like we finally start seeing some drama, but too bad the season's halfway over unfortunately oh so true like we're finally we are finally getting into what the show kind of has become but in a very uh baby stage of the show so it's I don't know it's like seeing the show take its first steps into the drama department and the weirdness (laughs) and everything so Right. I'm, I was glad because I was actually very interested in it. But yeah, I was bummed because we really, I don't know. I love that the episodes are long now because we get to see the length of the dates and more interactions with the, the people. And I just felt like we, I don't know, let's, we can get more into that. But um, in our last two episodes of Talktail Party, we've bashed pretty heavily on our Bachelor <laughs> yeah, we did. What? He deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think now on episode three? After seeing him on the one on one dates? Yeah, now that we've um, finally seen him solo with a woman for a prolonged period of time, what do you think of him? I get mixed feelings about him still. I don't ever think I would personally pick him as my life partner or I don't even think I would ever see him potentially as somebody as I would date that I would date but I was hoping that maybe we could break this down date by date so I don't know if you'd like me to start or if you want to start on what you thought (laughs) well I don't know if we just do it chronologically or 
you can jump in just and in just stuff. just you can just go for it and I'll I'll follow your lead. Okay, cool. Well, let's just kind of go chronologically here. In this episode, Alex's friends come to actually live with the girls that are in the women's villa or the ladies' villa. I forget what it's called. And evaluate them. The ladies' villa? Okay, thank you for the Mm -hmm. correction. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so they are, the friends are able to evaluate them and the women are also able to utilize their friends as a tool in order to get to know Alex a little bit better. And I thought this was very interesting because it's not something that we see on current episodes. And in my opinion, extremely awkward to... You're already in a setting where you're getting to know a complete stranger that you might potentially marry, let alone have his friends move in with you. Agreed. It's it was just so weird. <laughs> a little too much, in my opinion, but they did an evaluation of each of the girls, and the friends were able to decide who went on these one-on-one dates with Alex, which, in my opinion, obviously predetermined the girls that would be in the next episode, but unfortunately, only four ladies could be in the next episode. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I want to I want to jump in really quick and and just talk about the questions that they asked the girls to determine who should get the one-on-one. I'm just looking at like what I wrote down and I just <laughs> I thought the questions were so dumb. Um personally. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. they ask them like justice or mercy. Okay. Um <laughs> like what you better get it right. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, you know, or just like all these things. Honestly, I thought Amanda was kind of answering just based, not honestly, but kind of what she thought would get her a date just because exactly they ask, they ask a question. What do you think you and Alex would fight about? And she said, I think that he would do too much of what I want. That's exactly. like being in a, that's what? like being in a job interview and saying I work too hard is my biggest weakness. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I'm like you are so I don't know, just manipulating your way into a date in my opinion. Exactly. And but so I was whatever. like 0% surprised when she ended up getting picked, but the one answer that really <laughs> surprised me was when they asked um <laughs> They asked, how often should you have sex with your husband or whatever? And Rhonda said, at least once a day. Yeah, I was, I was like. floored. Wow. Really? I was like, Alex, pick Rhonda. I know, right? <laughs> like, girls willing to do Where anything will? to please you. I was like, good for you. That sounds exhausting. So, we see the girls getting evaluated based on extremely generic questions which honestly you can ask anybody and you would probably get relatively the same answer to each question I mean it wasn't they weren't like deep questions and they weren't like it wasn't an extreme analysis or deep psycho evaluation or anything they were just like what would be your ideal date questions that are super generic and Honestly, don't really, in my opinion, it sounded like they were in, it sounded like they were in like the Miss America interview portion of the competition yeah, or something. Exactly. (laughs) They could have done better on the questions. So totally. We find out that three girls get chosen and, but they don't know right off the bat. They have to wait for their date cards or their gift present. What have you to show up? 
So the first gift shows up, Amanda gets the first date, and they end up going to a Japanese restaurant. Before they head there, they have a great talk in the limo, and it starts off with Amanda's husband that she was married to, or I guess Amanda's divorcee didn't know. She was married to a man who's 17 years older than she is. Okay. That blew me away. That wow. blew me away. Exactly. I'm like, you were married to a guy. Okay, A, you were married. That blew me away. B, to your dad. Like, are you crapping me? <laughs> um, and, and, like, I love how Lenise's breakup is in question when this chick has been married to a dude who's almost two decades older than she is. And is treating it like it was such a thing of the past. I mean, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so then there's that fact. And then she kind of goes into, like, her ex-husband and starts talking about her Wonder Woman costume again with the... Uh, I don't know what you would call it. I mean... Do you think Do you think that she dresses up as Wonder Woman and gets on that trapeze? Dude, I... You knew that my mind went there, like, right away. Like, I hate to say that, but it's like, you know everyone is thinking that if they've seen the previous episodes. Like, okay, so trapeze, Wonder Woman costume, oh, and cowboy outfit. Love how you decide to describe it in detail. I just feel like she's very casual about her intimacies. And in my opinion, I just would reserve those. Um... But she just seems to be very, I don't know, I just feel like she's using it as leverage in a way to Oh, get she ahead knows with that Alex. it's gonna, yeah, she knows that it's going to definitely put her ahead because she's not timid about talking exactly. about those topics. So, right. yeah, she's totally using it to her advantage. And I just love that she calls into question later in the episode. Uh, the intentions of others so exactly the irony was not lost on me no and I can't wait till we actually touch on that so it was just interesting and I don't know if all women who have been divorced are like this but it just seems like she's more sexually aggressive than the other women and Alex of course isn't gonna say no I mean right he's a dude on the bachelor who wouldn't say no to that but exactly I just (laughs) <laughs> I I thought their um after their Wonder Woman conversation in the car um mm. they actually show an ITM of Amanda saying and then there was just like really intense stare down and they showed it and it just looked really uncomfortable cuz she was just like awkwardly smiling at him and he was just staring at her <laughs> and then he practically like jumps her bones in the car I was like okay I know. And, like, the thing is, is, like, you obviously know what Alex is thinking, especially when they show him from, no, not trying to be gross right now, but from that right. awkward lower angle, you're just like, okay, this is, like, uncomfortable for all filming, watching, and who are actually oh, involved. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and it it's funny, he actually, like, yeah. he says in an ITM um, that Amanda has, and I wrote this down in quotes, Quote, incredibly creative sexuality, end quote, is what he puts it as. So to me, that's like a very PC way of saying she seems open to kinky stuff. (laughs) 
exactly. <laughs> I quote that. Okay, I quoted that as well. <laughs> and I put How question mark, not? exclamation mark. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. What you said, you worded that perfectly. It's like, okay, yeah, we all know what you mean by that, Alex. But honestly, like with Amanda's date and everything, she puts like this unrealistic expectation as far as like sexual vibes for the other women. And I wish that she wouldn't have been the first one-on-one -on -one date because then he wouldn't, in my opinion, have been expecting to get, you know, some ASS with <laughs> the other women like Shannon and Trista, who I right. thought were very classy. Never forget that Lanise, the first black girl on the show ever, got the first kiss. So exactly like on that gondola ride in Vegas. So and I, mm -hmm. I think it's funny because later we actually find out. Well, I guess the other women find out that Lanise made out with him prior. And I feel like Amanda was kind of mad that she wasn't the very first one. Of course. <laughs> I guess one of my favorite cringeworthy parts of the episode. Yes. Was, I was on just their about date. To talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly their entire day, I cringed. It was pretty awful. Exactly. But um, but this is the the best. <laughs> but yeah, like they they get to this Japanese restaurant and you know they're sitting on the ground at this long table, but they decide to move the spots closer together in the center. But then before like the food even comes out. They're friggin' making out, and he's, like, on top of her. And then the server <laughs> comes, and she's, like, so... She's, like, this older Japanese lady, like, what do I do? <laughs> and it was so awkward, because then they, like, got up, and she was, like, so conflicted, because they showed it. And <laughs> it was uh, so bad. And I was like, guys, can you not control yourself? Like, can exactly. you can you really not control yourselves in this situation? So that part was awful. But then, not only that, they eat dinner, and then <laughs> they both get in kimonos, and Alex gives Amanda a massage wearing a kimono. <laughs> I can't unsee that. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly. Okay. But, yeah, when the Japanese lady walked in, can I just tell you that that was great TV. I mean, oh, beautiful you TV. can probably see the producers literally like jumping out of their chairs because of how awkward it is. And I know they could not wait to put that clip in right. there because it was just too perfect. But then we get the next date box, um, whatever it's called, gift, whatever. And mm -hmm. it's Trista going on a one-on-one. -on -one. So good for Trista, but also bad for Trista because girl you deserve so much better than this <laughs> seriously I was thinking the exact same thing I felt honestly like Trista got the worst one-on-one -on -one. I was like she did? literally yeah I thought it was like okay well I mean compared to what the third one-on-one -on -one is the first two kind of blew honestly <laughs> like not true I but don't know. like the second one was not that out like it was like okay let's go make dinner at my house because you said that you don't really cook that much like lame are you serious and then that was it though that was it like there was nothing to top it off with it didn't start out strong it was just like let's go make spaghetti like well i think the i think the biggest ate. problem i think the biggest problem was the fact that they had to really condense the dates I mean, if it was the, if it was a date now, we'd be seeing you know twenty minutes of it, but I think the fact that it's a forty-five minute episode or whatever, 
I think that mm-hmm. really affected how much we got to see. So they like barely showed us anything. They saw us. Um, we saw we saw Alex talking to Trista, saying how he felt, and then just like Trista awkwardly sitting there talking about the food. <laughs> yeah, seriously, so, like this is awesome. Like, I, okay. I know. <laughs> and it was like I'm like really nervous about her because she's like too good for me, or I don't remember what he said, but. Yeah, like, he really liked her. We didn't get to see very much of any of the dates, but we saw the very least of the group date. Oh, my goodness. I know. And, like, they just they just gloss over so many things that, and just leave you kind of like, <gasps> okay, I really exactly. wanted to see more of this. Or, like, how did this pan out? And I don't know, but did we miss the part where Lenise said that you can't go around kissing everybody? I'm, like, like did I miss 99% something? sure that, that that's what that was from. We saw exactly. in a we saw in a preview where Lenise and Alex walk off by themselves, and she says, "You can't just go around kissing everybody." And I, <laughs> I was gonna say, spoiler alert: Lenise gets kicked off at the end. So clearly, that can't happen anywhere else. But we never got to see them talk one on one, except for the cocktail party, which they don't even call a cocktail party. So whatever it was. Yeah, I felt like he introduced a lot of problems that I was hoping to get resolved, you know, at the end of the group date or whatever. And it was like, okay, he steals Rhonda, and he talks about the fact that she's a genius and something or another, and then he talks about how the girls are mad, and then that was it. Like, what the heck did they even do for the rest of the time? Like, did you build a connection with any of the other girls? And, you know, that's it's not his fault. It's not like he gets to decide what goes in the show and what doesn't, but it just... Like, the, the episodes are leaving me with more questions than answers. It's totally true. It's totally true. And also, Alex didn't even get to pick who went on what dates. His friend, his friends picked who went on the dates, right? Exactly. And it just, it ruined it for me because I'm like, who would have not? I mean, if Alex would have had more of a say in it, or if we would have at least known that they deliberated with the friends or whatever, that he had deliberated with his friends, then I think we would have probably felt more satisfied in the fact, in right. in the decisions at the very end. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was just, just it was felt, very yeah. disjointed. Like, it just, we didn't get to see him talk to any of the girls except Rhonda on the group date. And it was literally the shortest. There was five girls on that date. right? No, four girls, whatever. On that date. And we didn't get to see him talk to three of them. By themselves mm-hmm. so it was exactly. and then it just got it got the shortest airtime out of any of the dates so it kind of just exactly. blew me away i was i was like now it's done okay <laughs> i know it's very like it's very news report style it's very it's like a news report where they give you all the information and they show that these things happen but then they don't like elaborate on certain things like yeah i know that these things happened or whatever but like, unravel things a little bit better and, like... Exactly. I don't know. Allow things to develop, but... It just and kind I of, think it's that's hard. just the it's style hard. from... Yeah, I think it's just the style from the 2000s, which is so frustrating because now I feel like we get to see more of a story. We get to see multiple relationships developing, whereas, yeah, right now we're, we're really not seeing very much happening. And so... Yeah. I just feel... I don't... It's just confusing. To have so many women there and only really get to see him talk to a handful. So. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I And maybe we, we are spoiled now, but it's not even really that. It's like 
that's what keeps Bachelor Nation on its toes is when you give them enough to savor. I mean, you don't have to douse us with, you know, the whole entire date. But, like, give me enough to savor with each character so that I can decide who I really like instead of, like, random pieces of drama here and there and then, like, stinking awkward, like, moments with Amanda or Rhonda's little freakouts or whatever. Like, I want to be able to savor each character or each person, contestant, what have you, on a certain level so that I can feel like I am a part of Alex's process. And I don't feel like that. I did think it was funny when they got the group date box gift, um, how mad they were at Shannon. (laughs) Because they... (laughs) Yeah, Shannon's just, like, chilling. And they're, like... (laughs) I just... I don't know. I just feel bad for Shannon. I just don't think she's done anything to warrant their negativity about her because then even after um, or before the one-on-one, Kathy's like talking down about Shannon, which I thought was hysterical. I was like, Kathy, you're 22. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And I just, I don't know. I just thought it was hysterical. Um, But even Rhonda talks down. I mean, well, Rhonda's just thirsty for Alex. (laughs) I know, right? desperate i and i think i wrote down some of my notes she's like swim fan crazy like i will kill someone for you and what was that term swim fan it's a movie there's like this obsessed girl with this about this boy and i don't know it's a it's a sketchy movie anyway um but she was just throwing daggers at everyone like the whole night but she just kept bashing on shannon in her itms um, saying that she was already she was coming here for a ring from day one, like before she even met him, she just wanted a ring. And I was like, "You um, do all of too. you do <laughs> exactly." I know. I was like, "Rhonda, you are literally like going to claw someone's eyes out. How badly exactly. you want to win, Alex?" So I just I don't know. I thought that was interesting, and I just feel like Shannon's a very nice person, so I don't really understand why they why so many of the girls hate on her, or why they're so threatened. Okay, so Shannon in this episode, I, it just seems like she's, like, she does seem like a very nice person, and she seems pretty shy. Um, Pros about Shannon, I like the fact that she's more of a traditionalist when it comes to dating. She doesn't kiss on the first date. She was vocal about that, which I also liked. And I liked that she just seemed classy and, um, put together and excited to be with Alex, which, which I enjoyed. And she also was hoping that, you know, that he was on the show and with her for the right reasons and not just because, which I appreciated her vocalizing. Um, just little cons, I guess. They're not even really cons, but it just seemed like she was, um, I just, I just, wish that she wouldn't act so affected by the ladies and just, like, either played off or, like, just be confident. Um, Right. I wish that she had not brought up what Alex was thinking, what she thought Alex thought of her on their one-on-one date. Like, I wish that she would have just kept that to herself as well. Just because I feel like she reveals certain cards that don't really need to be revealed. Like, I wish she would just, like... Because she is pretty and she's nice and everything. Exactly. Just... Be yourself. I mean, she was being herself as best she could, and I understood that. But I just wanted to see more reservation on certain parts of the conversation or on certain thoughts that she had. 
and I just wanted to to see her be more confident, but that's just my I thought it was interesting how um, Shannon's date was so much classier than the other two. Oh my um, gosh, I know. Because for it's one, they tell her to dress casually. <laughs> right, they tell her to dress casually, <laughs> and then Alex shows up in a suit, and she's like, okay. <laughs> then they go to a store and he gets to sit there while she puts on these gowns and i just i just thought that whole montage i was like we can cut this montage and fill in time of him talking to the other girls please and thank you but um but then they go yet again to a hotel room which Mm -hmm. i just think it's funny honestly but they go to like the penthouse whatever of the sheraton i don't even know whatever and (laughs) they have some dinner and then this guy like pops out of nowhere with a violin and starts playing and shannon's like what and then alex brings out like this fancy jewelry and puts it on and honestly in that moment i thought they looked very nice together but they did I don't, I don't know. The, the whole Shannon date really freaked me out specifically because on that date, Alex seemed so much like my ex-boyfriend. I'm not kidding. Like how he was with her. I was like, oh my gosh, this is seriously like watching my ex-boyfriend on this TV show. So it freaked wow. me out. So, but it was a long, like they showed more of her date than anyone else's date. Like honestly, I swear her date was a third of the episode at least. Yeah. And I think that definitely had to do with the fact that they had that store that let them come in and, um, free PR for them, free advertising for that store, for them to come in and try on gowns. And then, you know, they had some corporate sponsors kind of thing. So they had to allow that more, more airtime, but it was just frustrating. It was, um, the Escada. Right, what it was called, and I then Harry Harry Winston, right for the jewelry. Yes, but I just thought that nothing really happened on their date except for the corporate no. sponsorships. Like they honestly, half of the clips of them together, they were just like holding each other, not talking. So exactly, I was like, but- okay, bored, snooze fest. Let's move on because I was like, let's see more of the group date. That's when the drama is, you know. Yes, exactly. And I wish they would have shown more of that group date. But honestly, on the only really the only TV worthy one on one was Amanda's, in my opinion. I just felt like more happened and they actually had more True. planned where the other two was like, let's go have dinner. You know, right. like, let's have I mean, Alex and Trista awkwardly make a meal together and then eat it. Exactly. Like, what? Yeah, the, that blue. Hmm. I mean, I just wish they would have planned something a little bit more. It's. It's a TV show. I mean, go to a carnival, go hiking. I, I, I just wanted to see more than them going out to eat yet again. I mean, you can eat food at any time. Like, maybe exactly. turn some and that's of what they'll be dates. doing when they're dating. Like, they'll just be going out and exactly. eating food, right? <laughs> it's just, it was just annoying. But I don't know. I, I liked the date between he and Shannon, and I thought, and this is where, like, this is where I get conflicted about Alex because he'll act respectful of women's standards in a sense, but then be upset at Trista because she's not showing him enough, but then Shannon was showing him just enough, and maybe like physical touch, like you said in a previous episode that 
um, that might be his love language. So right. that could be the case. But, I mean, isn't that like every guy's love language is physical touch? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. Um, but let's fast forward past the dates. I think we've addressed those a fair bit. And let's talk about the cocktail party. Sorry, when I say cocktail party, I just think of cocktail party. <laughs> um, <laughs> which hopefully people... Cocktail, cocktail party. Um, hopefully people picked up on <laughs> the idea behind the name of this podcast. You would hope. I hope it was pretty obvious. But anyway, um, but I just, I, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about the cocktail party. For one, I was, I was intrigued at Lanise asking Alex if he was okay dating outside his race. Um, oh my gosh, I love that. I told I made so many notes about that, but I'd love to hear. I what literally you have to say wrote first. Natalia is Lenise. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I was as cool and collected as she was, and just very level-headed about things. She just has right so much emotional maturity in my mind, and I I just have so much respect for her. I mean, she's not like that annoying black girl, like. Not to bring in current contestants, but she's not like a Jasmine who's like freaking out like, oh my gosh, I don't know who I am right now. I just want to choke Nick, you know? Like she's right. just very calm and cool. I respected the fact that she was willing to ask the question. I mean, because it's something that that's on everybody's mind and of course they're going to bring it up and of course they're going to give you the answer they want. No, I mean, on national television, you're not going to completely sound like a racist bigot or whatever. Right, you're not, he's and not going to be like, I'm actually not okay with it, please leave, you know? Exactly, like, you're not going to say it, but, you know, like, viewers want to know, especially because, you know, it in a dating situation, and, you know, we've talked about this outside of cocktail party, but an interracial relationship is something that is, even nowadays, still slightly unorthodox. Like, you don't see it as right. often as as you do relationships with the same race. I really loved that Lenise was just very cool, yet cavalier about it, but wasn't pushing the issue. I had never pictured this topic being addressed in the first season ever, just because of how long it's really taken us to get a an African-American, Black, what have you, in Natalia's words, um, lead on a show. So it's just interesting that this conversation started right. so long ago. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't think a Black girl would be in the first season. I'm going to be honest. Oh, um, me either. So the rose ceremony, or whatever it's called back then, I, I don't know. It felt... Like, kind of what you said before, the people who got one-on-ones, to me, it was obvious that they were going to stay um, because he got to spend time with them and get to know them more slash make out with them, in Amanda's case. Um, but <laughs> I I didn't realize until the rose ceremony, oh, there wasn't a group date rose. There weren't roses on the one-on-ones. And... So I feel like it's a smart idea for whenever it happens in, you know, the timeline that we're in for them to have those roses so that those women aren't also potentially on the chopping block. You know what I mean? Because it just was like, right. we know those women are going to stay. Who is he really like? I don't know. But I was so surprised 
that he sent Lenise home. And I feel like the reason was because he had a conversation with Amanda slash Trapeze. Um, and oh in a conversation she had had earlier when Alex was on a one-on-one date with someone, um, she was talking to the to his friends, the married couple that was staying there, and saying how she had been in a relationship with a guy and heard about this, heard about The Bachelor and said, hey, or basically she wanted him to commit or settle down or whatever. And he wasn't giving her that vibe. And so she kind of floated the idea of her going on the show to for him to lock her down. And he was like, you should go. <laughs> Which was... That's sad. It was sad. And I felt bad for Lenise. But also, I was like, Lenise... Don't tell this story. I know. <laughs> um, and so then later, Alex finds out from a producer, probably, I bet. Or I don't know, maybe another girl said something to him. But he goes and asks Amanda, which I think, for one, says a lot about his relationship with Amanda, that he feels comfortable exactly. enough to ask her opinion. Sure. But I was also mad at him. I'm like, you're being such a stupid guy right now. You can't ask oh, another girl God. that you're dating, what do you think about Lenise? Like, no, she's going to be like, keep her, please. Keep Lenise. Exactly. You know, like, she's going to throw her under the... Mm. Exactly. exactly. And I was I was just in shock at, with how stupid Alex was. I was like, what? no, you can't ask Amanda an honest opinion. Because obviously Amanda's like, I just think it's kind of weird and... Blah, blah. I don't know. It's just obvious what she's saying. So, obviously, Lenise gets sent home, which I I mean, I say obviously just based on that, but I was really hoping that she'd stay. I love how she just freaking threw Lenise under the bus in, like, the most polite way. Like, really, Amanda? I just don't like her. I, I just... Uh, Me like... either. She seems very sneaky and manipulative. Oh, and my she, gosh. Like, I... She knows that she seems innocent and looks innocent, and she uses that to her advantage. Exactly. And, but the thing is, like, as girls, and maybe that's kind of, like, the D-bag radar for guys is, like, really, you think that dude is being genuine, and for us, it's, like, she's a total, I don't want to slut shame anyone, but she, she's not as innocent as she seems. Um, so I was pretty to, upset. To say, he, or to use one yeah. of the um, show's trademark terms, she's not there for the right reasons. Exactly. Exactly. She's definitely not. And I don't appreciate her throwing Lenise under the bus. I don't appreciate Alex taking an immature route and not just straight up asking Lenise about it when you're asking the girl that was with a husband who was 17 years older than she was and who knows when she got the divorce, okay? Because she's 23. I do have um, just a few random final thoughts um, before we wrap up. There's just so much to talk about. I mean, because they're already at Final Four. Like, right? wow, holy goodness. It's crazy. The end of episode three, we have our final four. That's bizarre. I had a couple thoughts. For one, Rhonda was very entertaining this episode. I felt bad for her, but she was just trying too hard. But the thing I liked about Rhonda in this episode is she actually coined two of our now very common phrases um, that we hear constantly. One, she says when she talks to Alex on the group date, She's the first one who uses, I'm not here to make friends, which I died because that's just, I don't know. It's just so interesting to see where these things start from. Some things start from day one and some things take some time, but I'm not here to make friends was 
from episode three of the first season. And she also coins the phrase, I think she's here for the wrong reasons. So (laughs) I just was very happy to finally like see who started those. And those just snowball into something much, much bigger. As for production, there were a lot of continuity issues in this episode in the ITMs. I feel like they did ITMs at every stage of every date, but they just threw them in randomly in parts that didn't make sense. So they had a part, an ITM where he's outside being interviewed and it's for his like one-on-one date with Shannon. Um, and he like was filmed during the day outside and their date was at night. So it was just like very disjointed, the editing. So that was something yeah. production wise that I noticed. Again, I'll forgive them for now. Another thing with post and editing, they built up the drama with the ambulance and they did not wrap it up whatsoever oh i mean (laughs) did alex come out skipped over it exactly what were the girls reactions afterward not just rada can't breathe she's having a panic attack i mean you hear nothing you just see a paramedic saying you're or you don't even see the paramedic you just hear the voiceover like you're having a panic attack and then cut to commercial and we're already (laughs) on to our final and it wasn't even like a to be continued type of thing it was nothing like well we'll next episode yeah it just was like panic or like anxiety attack so for next episode alex goes and meets all the family and friends of the the contestants and i was like okay but is Rhonda dead like where is she (laughs) I was a little shocked. I was like, okay, I guess we're done with Rhonda. Bye, Rhonda. Like, your big TV debut ends with you in the ambulance. It was just, I she felt bad for her. so much drama. I, I, I felt bad for her. I mean, it's hard. It really is. It's hard, you know? Like, and it sucks that it has to be on national television, all of your emotions being on display like that. But I hate how they use Rhonda for all of the dramatic effect throughout the whole entire episode, and then completely just ditch her at the end of the episode and move on. I know. <laughs> like, they made her, they like... painted her into this really crazy lady, and then <laughs> as soon as she starts, like, really, truly delivering on actual drama, they're like, all right, we're done. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, she completely came off as a nutcase at the end. I don't know. I just... It's hard because I want to judge her, but I've totally done that before in relationships, and I continue to still do that. Um, you have, a, you have anxiety difference. attacks and an ambulance shows up? <laughs> oh, you know it. Um, <laughs> not the ambulance portion, but, you know, we... But the thing is, like... <laughs> Usually, like, those kind of reactions are kind of kept, you know, behind closed doors, but the fact right. that, like, the ambulance showed up right away, like, you know, they totally planned <laughs> that. Like, what Oh, totally. So, we have our final four, um, Amanda, Trista, Shannon, and Kim, surprising number four to round out the final four. Next episode of The Bachelor, we see Alex going on the very first set of hometown dates, and it doesn't look like it goes well. It really doesn't. No. Not um, at all. And, you know, you'd think that this guy, aside from the fact that he's on a reality TV show dating multiple women, aside from that, he seems like the type of guy you would want your daughter to marry. Um, so right. I'm interested to see if he lives up to the family and friends' expectations um, of the image that they've created for him or if they'll just see 
this horn dog on a reality TV show <laughs> trying to date a bunch of women. So I am really looking forward to watching the next episode and dissecting everything because it's hard for you to hide those types of things about yourself when the family and friends are around. Sure. I'm excited as well. I think it'll be quite interesting. And I think, I don't know. I think Alex is, I think we already know what Alex's intentions are, but it'll be more fun to see the family members, especially the dads, break him down a little bit. So I'm excited. Oh, totally. Love to see the dads giving the guys a hard time. It's just so realistic. <laughs> no, I completely agree. Especially the part he's like, I went to Harvard. Awkward. I know. Silence. I know. And he's like, okay. And then, <laughs> yeah, I know. It looks good. So I'm definitely looking forward. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Well, thank you for joining us for another Talktail Party. We are so happy to have you guys. So look forward to our next episode with Hometowns. We're on episode four, Can You Believe It? Final four. And then only two more episodes after that. So stick with us, Natalia and Amy, for another cocktail party. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you want to do it again oh. or are we good? <laughs> I don't know. That was... Wow, oh it is goodness. truly 2 a.m. for me. <laughs> oh, my